Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 315 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. I am your host, Jim, and this is a spotlight episode where I'll be talking about Hellblazer Rise and Fall number one, all by my lonesome. But before we get to that, let me tell you where you can find us over on Twitter, Weird Science DC. Follow us, we'll follow you back. We have a website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can go and read most of the books that come out each week, the written reviews on them that come out on Tuesday now, because DC had to be jerks and release everything on Tuesday, one day earlier. And then we also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can go and listen to a ton of shows each and every day, week, month, year, whatever. We do a lot. And one of the things that we do that's a big deal is the DC Comics Patreon only spotlight that we do every Thursday night. Me and Eric get together and talk about two books that are picked in a poll by the badasses of the Patreon and of the Get Fresh crew, beep boop. And they ended up picking two books that were Shazam number 14, Jeff John's last issue on Shazam. Me and Eric both agreed that it was a little bit of a rush to an end after a book that was, you know, kind of let down with delays and things like that. And also Young Justice number 18, a book that has been driving us nuts. And now we get a Stephanie Brown slash Clue Master issue. And you can go over to Patreon and hear why we do think that it was a book where Brian Michael Bendis was trying to cover up his tracks and his mistakes from the beginning of his run. But go over to patreon.com slash weird science to hear all about that. But I'm going to jump right into Hellblazer Rise and Fall number one, a black label book that is written by Tom Taylor, art by Derek Robertson, colors by Diego Rodriguez, and letters by Deron Bennett. And this is a book that has kind of got a soft spot in my heart. It's not for Constantine. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a huge fan of the dark side of the DCU. But if you've been listening to our podcast, just like I say a lot of times with Eric, if I like a book that Eric likes, like a Firestorm or a Hawkman that we have now or Metal Men that we have now, something like that. And I just spilled my coffee. When we get to books like that, I get excited i like to read and discuss books with people who are big fans of a character and things like that because it usually ends up getting me fired up about it and also you you tend to learn a little bit more about the character when you talk to somebody who is really into that character but also you learn what they like about those characters and that is something maybe that opens up a little avenue for you to realize oh my god i think i like that character too constantine is like that character with one guy and unfortunately he's no longer with us and that's reggie so it is a little bittersweet getting a constantine book that i'm talking about by myself because i know for a fact that if reggie had in the past he would be talking with me about this book at this very, very instant, and maybe at some other, you know, alternate universe, some other timeline deal. Me and Reggie are talking about it, but I'll tell you where I said that when you talk to people about characters that they like, love, whatever, and you find out things that they like, one, two things that Reggie, there's two rules. Reggie rules on Constantine, in my mind, from Tognum. Constantine books have to have two things and they have to have at each issue. You have to have magic spells being done mostly with, you know, 
pentagrams and stuff. You you need to get the symbols going. But also Constantine has to screw over at least one person. And I'm glad to say this book has both. Uh, It's also a Tom Taylor book that I'm a big fan of Tom Taylor, but it does feel like a Tom Taylor book at points. That is not a diss for me, but maybe for some people. And I don't know how, you know, long time Constantine fans will feel, but I know one guy, his name is Ruben, and he's a little bit pissed off still that they ended up stopping the Cy Spurrier book kind of because of this one you know that kind of seems like what happened and you know rumors and even Cy Spurrier has said kind of things of that nature not really being mad at Tom Taylor I don't think but mad at DC for not allowing two Constantine books to go on this being a black label book the other being a Sandman universe things like that could have kept going and I know that Ruben was a big fan of the Cy Spurrier run and is a big fan of Cy Spurrier and so we go into this though and like I said, it, it's a Tom Taylor book. So, yeah, you're going to have some people die. That's what he's known for. But it's a constant book, so it doesn't seem that weird. Well, we get it right away. You get an origin of sorts if you think seeing the character as a baby being born as an origin. I mean, you can't get much more of an origin there. He is born and his mom dies. His mom dies in birth. You end up seeing her tombstone, Mary Ann Constantine, beloved wife of Thomas and mother of Cheryl, who died to bring us john and they do mention cheryl by name not just there but in the book as well but we don't get to see her just yet but you see that constantine as a kid was a handful that that's not a surprise his dad was a piece of crap again not really shocking he's growing up in liverpool and he likes to watch the football with his dad though he's not really good at he's a little more artsy that sort of deal going on but yeah he also Likes to get in trouble. He also likes to impress the ladies. And you start off with him and his two friends, a, a boy named Billy, who's kind of a rich kid that Constantine kind of likes to bully around. And I say kind of, and I shouldn't really say it. Billy is rich and he gets bullied by Constantine. Constantine enjoys bullying a rich kid. This would be something that he would get a kick out of even thinking about it now. His friend Aisha, his girl there, He kind of has, you know, the hots for it. He gets her things like smokes. They end up smoking here. And I I would say they're like 14 or so. And they end up near the River Alt during a rainstorm. A big storm's going on. I don't know if you realize this, but sometimes it rains in England. I've heard that. I've been there and it rained all summer. But you end up where he is trying to do a spell in the rain and has to light candles. Yeah, Billy, like, I want to go home. This is scary. He's like me. I wasn't rich, but I was scared. I was scared of everything. And so you end up, they do this whole deal, make a pentagram. They end up lighting these candles in this ritual where, yeah, Billy, I'm kind of cold. I want to get warm. Hey, when, hello, love. When I get this here spell going, you have the hellfire to get you warm. That was my Constantine, right? And so they're doing this. And, you know, you end up having Aisha. She doesn't think it's going to work. Constantine's trying to do things, and it doesn't seem to work until all of a sudden they hear a big bang down the river. And the problem is, is that a bunch of trash have been clogged up down river, and the storm 
has loosened it and now it's coming like a tidal wave of shit water and they do get you know taken down by it they end up with a tsunami of trash water going over them constantine's fighting to try to survive everybody's going up and down swallowing water he ends up grabbing an arm at one point but then gets separated when he gets hit and then aisha ends up pulling him out of the river oh billy was not found until two days later he drowned he's dead And it's a shame, and you end up having Constantine a little down because of that. Again, now there's two people who died, kind of because of him. He did invite him down to the river, and Billy wanted to go home. And any time a friend invites you down to the river, don't go. He might have a van by the river, but his dad's kind of a piece of shit too. But then Aisha comes over, and pretty much the nail in the coffin of misery right now is, yeah, I'm not allowed to hang out with you anymore, Constantine. All right. And yeah, and it's funny, too, because growing up, I was a good boy. I didn't have anybody who wasn't allowed to hang out with me, but I had a lot of people that my mom would tell me I wasn't allowed to hang out with. And I think that she just did it to screw with me. Also, she probably just my mom was one of those moms that she didn't like to just sit at home alone. So she ended up like, yeah, you're not allowed to play with that kid. I think it was just so I would sit there and watch soap operas with her. Watch all my children all the time with her. That that was a big thing. Or watch horror movies, which I hate. But you end up where you find out a little later that Aisha and Constantine still did hang out a bit. But, you know, this was behind people's backs. It made it more exciting. But we go into the now. The now and later where you end up having Aisha is a cop with her partner, Gary, And they are going to go and wind down after a day of being cops in Liverpool. They're going to go have a drink, maybe get a bite. Gary seems to have a big appetite. And they're going to walk downtown. Well, when they get to where they're going, or at least they're almost there, they end up having to stop because there is a naked man with wings that is impaled on the top of a church. And so they stop and they're like, oh, my God. God, you end up Gary. Jesus. And so you end up where after this, Gary, while they're trying to get this body down, they have workers trying to get it down. Gary, he's hungry. He gets meat on a stick. I know how it is. I get hungry as well. Especially when you're looking at what might be an angel impaled on a church. It makes me hungry. And he's eating it. And this whole deal where this guy with the wings, the naked guy, he's on a like a weather vane type deal impaled on it. Well, that can't support his naked hairy butt and it cracks and ends up falling and this guy face plants into the ground doesn't hurt him he's already dead but his his head pops like a like a grape and ends up just spraying blood on everybody around and that's kind of disgusting right yes it is and so they go to the corner gary and i should go to the corner to figure out okay we got ourselves a mystery I'd like to call it the mystery of the naked man Cupid. That's what I'd call it. They don't call it that, but I'd call it that. The weather vane, you know, impaled naked hairy guy mystery. Well, they go and talk to the coroner who says, there's a couple of weird things about this. First off, we have no idea who this guy is. He didn't have a wallet wedged in his butt cheeks. He didn't have pants, so he didn't have pockets. But, you know, sometimes naked guys, they'll wedge it in their butt cheeks in case something happens, right? They go streaking down at the quad. Well, they end up here where the big thing, though, is the wings are sewed on. These are not natural wings. This is not a real angel. But the coroner cannot identify the material that the 
wings, the feathers on the wings, and they are individual feathers on there. There's nothing on Earth that these feathers are made of. So this is the big, you know, mystery. Of course, this is a Constantine book. So when you get something like that, you just figure immediately, you know, oh, well, they're they're actually from heaven, probably or, or hell. Oh, my spoiler. But you end up then with they go into the room where this naked Cupid with wings is and somebody has gone in a guy with a ski mask on. He's got a knife in his hand, bloody knife. And he ended up cutting the wings off this guy and he's running off. So that's a little bit of a mystery. What's going on there as Aisha open fires, hits the guy in the shoulder, but the guy gets away. They run out after him. And then some smoking trench coat wearing guy comes down the alley. Kind of looks like Stingle. Oh, it's Constantine. And he comes. He's like, hey, Aisha, what's up? Hey, he's back. Like, what? And you kind of shift to the scenes here. And inside the morgue, the coroner's office deal, he ends up saying, Aisha, it's Billy. He's back. Billy Anderson. He has come back. I saw him and gives a picture and like, he looks the same. He's still, yeah, because he died. <laughs> he didn't age. He was dead. And yeah, let's get a drink. Of course, Constantine is lighting a cigarette, wants a drink, and they do go over to the Dylan. Kind of a cool deal there where they're going to have a drink and talk about old times and talk about how they had hung out but haven't been around each other for about 10 years getting really drunk there's a little aside where gary's like yeah you know how do you guys know each other and what happened the last time you saw well you know he stole my boyfriend and now no i borrowed him love and then i gave him back yeah he wasn't the same he wouldn't be i mean first off he'd probably stink i think that constantine probably has some bo but you end up there where they're talking about billy and all these and, and constantine and tom taylor isn't going to play around here when aisha says Hey, why do you think Billy's back? What's going on? And Constantine says, it's just got to be someone who's trying to screw with me for all the shit I've done and try to make me feel guilty like it always is. And this is the introduction that Gary gets like, what are you talking about? What, what are you? Oh, he's a wizard, Gary. What A wizard? Yeah, yeah. And then Constantine says, I, I do tricks. I do magic tricks. And then ends up in it. It's a really cool way Tom Taylor does it. Again, a shout out to Reggie. I think he'd really like this. Because you end up where Gary's, hey, show me a trick. And you're expecting him to, you know, pick a card, any card. But this is constant. So all of a sudden, the guy just shows up and gives them free shots. And, like, Gary's like, what's that about? And I want it constantly to go, ta-da, <laughs> like that. But he's like, that, that's magic, mate. And, yeah, they end up drinking it up. They get real, real drunk. You end up not knowing anything about Aisha with this, but you end up then where Aisha's sleeping. She's getting up. She's worse for wear, obviously hungover. And she has kids. And the kids come up. She's in bed with her husband. Kids come up. There, there's a dead guy on the couch, a smelly dead guy. I told you he smelled. It's a smelly dead guy on the couch, Mommy and Daddy. And you end up Jamie, her husband. Aisha's husband gets up and runs out I'm like what and it's Constantine he's just crashed on the couch he's getting up and he says no I'm not dead just hung over just there and you know there's some nice little back and forth here uh but you end up having the kids love Constantine immediately Jamie the husband thinks he's great and that's why Aisha because they're going to go off now and try to investigate Billy and all these things going on and you end up having Aisha like did you cast a spell on my family? No, I gave your kids chocolate for breakfast. And 
me and your husband just got along. I mean, we, we get along. He's a really good guy. He also says earlier that Gary is a good guy, too. And that, that's what I like, too, about this issue and this start is that Constantine isn't just a piece. He's a piece of crap, but he can recognize some good people. And he says, you know, your husband's great. And in a funny line, she's like, you can't borrow him. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, they end up having to go downtown while they are outside standing around. There's another bloody naked with wings guy that has been found. So they got to go off to see what that's all about. And they're going to try to hail a cab. And once you see that and once you hear a cab, if you know anything about Constantine, you're pretty sure that it will be Chaz. And it is. Chaz has been waiting outside of the house running the meters running because Constantine went in and said he was getting a nightcap and never came out. So it's pretty funny too, because Gary is still cast out in the back seat too. Well, they get in and Conzi says, did, did you have the meter running? She says, of course I did. I mean, that that's what I am. I'm a cabbie here. And you end up having Constantine. Great. Well, you're going to build the mercy side police. They're going to build this. They'll pay for it. And they end up going downtown to figure out what this murder is all about. And it ends up being in a the West Tower, the tallest building in Liverpool. And it's on the top where he, you know, Constantine, again, he always has to take pokes at rich people and all the nonsense that they do. And he ends up saying, like, the the most posh restaurant in Liverpool up here on the top floor, they just keep eating, not even caring that there's a dead guy with wings above. Well, when they go to get this guy, you see, because he's laying on his stomach, again, the wings were cut off. You end up having this guy's wings were cut off of him. And when they look, it's the ex-prime minister. There, There is some crazy stuff going on here. But also, Constantine just freaks out when he sees him. He says, I got to get going. And as he is leaving, you then switch down to Gary, who wakes up. He was still passed out in the car. He didn't feel good. He needs some air. He says to Chaz, I'm going to take a little walk. He starts taking a little walk, and he runs into a little kid. The little kid is Billy, Billy the zombie boy. He looks crazy. He looks like a zombie and he's evil and he's not. And I like Gary. You don't get a lot of Gary yet. And you're not going to. Spoiler again, because Gary then follows, you know, Billy into the alley. And Billy starts talking some trash. And he starts talking trash like big time trash. This is like upper tier trash because it really gets to the heart of the matter of who he's talking to which is gary because he ends up saying hey gary what's up how do you know my name oh you know you used to be surprised what i would know and are you nervous now because you might want to pull out your gun but oh no i forgot you don't do that anymore because you ended up accidentally shooting that girl in the crowd in 97 Oh, my. It was like it was yesterday for you, Gary, when you shot that girl. Oh, you know, you know what the greatest thing is? Her name was Sarah. And I talked to her and she misses her parents. She's she's sad. It's sad, Sarah. She cries herself to sleep every night. You know where we're from? It's always night. So she's always crying. This is the stuff you did, Gary. I, I hope that you realize this. I, I, she probably would like to see, you know, and talk to you at some point here. And you end up where. It's just, it's evil. It is. And and Billy, he pretty much looks like Damien from The Omen. He's there with a school uniform and all. Well, you end up where he also is super strong, ends up breaking 
Gary's arm just snaps it in half, and you know that his elbow's sticking out of the skin. And then he just grabs his gun because Gary does pull the gun, but then he just grabs it, puts it up to his head. And again, this is Black Label, remember, but says, listen, you know what there, Gary? You're not a bad guy. I know you didn't mean to shoot that girl, but sometimes people do end up getting killed, you know, just because of where they are uh, or who they know or or just, you know, by accident. But I want to let you know that I am going to shoot you in the face now. I am going to kill you. And it's not your fault. I'm not doing this for Sarah. I'm doing this because you know John Constantine. So when I kill you, just remember that it's Constantine's fault when you go get in line behind all the other people that he fucked and then wait until he comes so we could all take revenge on him. How about that? That sounds great, Gary. Boom, shoots him in the head. Gary's dead. We don't get any more Gary. And then with the gun, seemingly dipping it in the blood, makes a pentagram for Constantine to know what had gone on. And then you end up going to Constantine, who's heading to his home. And it's a cool deal here. And if you listen to any of our Marvel stuff, I talked about the Black Widow issue that came out this past week, Black Widow number one by Kelly Thompson. And we had a thing where Black Widow goes to her apartment and has done some spy things where she ended up putting tape across her door at the bottom. So if she comes home and the tape's broken, she knows somebody has broken it. I mean like scotch tape. Uh, and you get a similar deal here, but I think it's a little cooler because you end up where Constantine's walking in. And Constantine, as he's going into his apartment, he's realizing something's wrong. And he says, something's wrong. Something's here. Every ward is broken. Every protection triggered. And then the smell. And I'm not thinking about eating anymore. The smell of sulfur. Now, while he was going, he's like, oh, I'm going to eat my chicken vindaloo. I'm going to have my, my meal, but it's a little bit old. Maybe I'll risk it. I'm starving. Well, he ends up going into his apartment and he is getting tossed around. He is ending. And even right before he goes, he kind of lights up a, you know, what would be a fireball, you know, so he can be like street fighting up but he goes in and he is being tossed around slamming against the roof going out he says he's tumbling around like he did as a kid when he got in the river alt when they ended up having the trash river consume him and his friends but you end up with this i think that everybody would have thought that it's it's billy you know billy's come back for revenge but it's not it ends up being the devil (laughs) so he ends up saying like what the heck and you, you do have the devil eating his curry. And he's like, oh, the light bringer, the morning star. Uh, you know, the actual devil is eating my curry. It says to be continued because then the devil looks up and says, I want my wings back. And that is the end. And I liked it. I really did. A little shout out again to Reggie. I think he would have as well. And it's a festival. I think that this is one of those things where I'm going to like this maybe more than some tried and true Constantine fans. It's a little more action based in my mind. It's a little more over the top. And maybe that's what I need. I am a guy who can't concentrate very well. I have an attention deficit disorder. I already told you I'm lazy. So I need things to keep coming at me, especially in a 50 plus page issue. And I 
ended up going through this. I it kept my attention. I really enjoyed the characters. I wish that old Gary would have survived because I like him, but I'm scared shitless of Billy. I, I Billy scared me way more than the devil. The devil's there. The devil kind of, I don't know. He reminds me of somebody. It might be Dave Navarro is who he reminds me of. So, you know, Dave Navarro, he's kind of cool. He might have hepatitis. I don't know, but he doesn't really scare me. And so, but, but Billy, I'm telling you, if, if I saw that kid from the Omen come walking down my street, I would move. And get away from that kid. That kid's crazy. That kid's crazy insane. But yeah, I think that overall, I'm going to give this an 8.5. I like the art. I like the setup of the story. I'm looking forward to it. And it's one of those things. It's Black Label. The next issue comes out in November. I don't know if that's a great thing that you end up having it every other month. But for me, in a book like this, it doesn't bother me that way because I'll kind of forget about it probably. And then when it comes out, I'll be excited again. And I'll read it and probably talk about it on another spotlight. But I hope that you enjoyed the spotlight. I hope you enjoyed me talking about a book that I don't normally like and liking it. So that's pretty cool. But again, please go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can get a bunch of shows and things like that and support us for all these podcasts and all the hard work that I'd like to claim that we do. But yeah, so there you go. Thank you all. And also, obviously, also listen to our main feed, main show that usually is, you know, three, four, five hours, whatnot. It's only a little over two this week because there weren't that many books. So check that out as well. Thanks, everybody. And I will talk to you later. Oh!